Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Yo, 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 what's happening everyone out there? Are you still in lockdown? Are you going a little crazy? I know I am. I have to do a lot of mind management. I have to meet with my coach to make sure that my thoughts are in alignment. And I feel like as a podcast, we have hit the lottery because we have truck drivers now listening to us. How cool is that? Trucker Matt, I hear you. I see you. I love when I hear that dads are listening because sometimes in the parenting bootcamp on Facebook, there's like 300 women in there and then a dad goes in there and it's like crickets. And so I love on the podcast that people can listen to me on the go. And I also know that a lot of people haven't been on the go. You're listening to me while you're jogging or walking or about to fall asleep. So, and I also love that people that are behind on podcasts have so much in store because you guys are all giving me so much feedback that it just feeds the machine of this podcast. So this really isn't my podcast anymore. It's really your podcast. And I'm just the vessel in which speaking through what is the need out there, because I am constantly asking you, what do you need? How can I serve? How can I serve? How can I help you more? And you tell me, and that is so helpful. So I appreciate that. And today we're going to talk about clearing your mind. Now, as a review, I talk about this literally around the clock. And I love talking about the brain because I was always so confused why I would want something, but then my actions didn't do anything to support what I wanted. So whether it was weight loss, nicer to my kids, have more fun with David, a cleaner house, whatever it was, the goal literally would keep me up at night. And then I would say to myself, tomorrow's going to be another day. Tomorrow's going to be different. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, it was always like that. I'm going to start on Monday. And then Monday would come along and I was so excited in my brain when I made the plan, but then Monday would come along and it was like, wah, 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 because then the workout had to happen or the dishwasher had to be emptied. Or then the kid was having the tantrum. I'm like, this isn't as exciting as I when I made the plan. What is the problem? I couldn't figure out forever until I went on a little journey. And this journey brought me to understand my brain. And my brain, my friends, is just like your brain. There's nothing special about my brain that's not any different than yours. There are two parts of the brain, the unconscious part of the brain and the conscious part of the brain. And I always like to describe it like a computer. The unconscious part of the brain is what's going on behind the scenes of a computer, like your software, your programming, your wiring, the CPU, the amount of memory, the amount of storage, all of that stuff is running in the background. That is in charge of 95% of your thinking every single stinking honking day. That's pretty important to know what's going on back there. And then uh, the conscious part of our brain is only 5%. So have you ever gotten to work when you used to be able to drive? And you're like, I don't remember driving here. Or you go into a room and you're like, why did I even come in this room? 
That's the unconscious part of the brain. It does not mean there's something wrong with you. It just means you're on autopilot. Because the brain doesn't, it likes to go on autopilot. It doesn't like to work that hard. Especially after the age of 25, like the brain becomes more crystallized. A young child's brain is much more malleable. I could tell Grady there's a unicorn in Paris and he would believe me. You tell that to a 42-year-old, they're like, you're full of baloney. So once we understand how the brain works and we know that 95% of of that thinking is old thinking, autopilot thinking, let's figure out what's going on back there. What's going on behind the curtain of the Wizard of Oz? So this is where we enter. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like there should be a drum roll. Drum roll, please. A thought download. You're like, what is that? It's kind of like a brain dump. It's like when you vent to a friend and you feel so much better. You're like, thank you so much. I used to have teachers and parents come into my office when I was a counselor in the schools and they would just like unload. And then my child did this and then my student did this and then this and then this and then this. And then the bell would ring or they'd have to go back to class and be like, thank you, Kelly. Oh, I feel so much better. And I literally didn't say one word. I was like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I just, I just hummed the whole time. And they left and they felt like they were going to float out of there. And then they'd email me later like, thank you so much. I feel so much lighter. And my head was so much clearer. And so a thought download is when you just get it all out. And I'm talking all of it. Now, I'm a big fan of journaling and I love gratitude journaling. I have a journal called the 10-year journal. I love writing every day in my 10-year journal where it kind of chronicles everything going on in your life for 10 years and it's only a snippet every day. So I love the 10-year journal for the quick little gratitudes. But a thought download is a lot different because remember how I talked about the, the brain likes to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. That means it likes to be in that 95% thinking. So when you go to challenge it, it doesn't like to work that hard. And we have 60,000 thoughts a day on average. 80% of those thoughts will default to the negative without mind management. That is because the brain is trying to protect you. It is trying to keep you safe. It wants you to go back in the cave. This is normal. There's nothing wrong with you. It's not because of your childhood. It's not because of past trauma. It is legit. Every single brain is so scared. The ego and that part of the brain is like protecting the little girl or the little boy inside of all of us that is so afraid of not being good enough. So when you do a thought download, you're getting everything out. Now, a lot of people don't like to do this because they're so afraid that if they start writing all of that pain and all of those thoughts and all of those things that they're trying so hard to keep underneath the water is all going to come bubbling up to the surface. And once they start, they won't be able to stop. I am going to reassure you that the opposite will happen. Because that stuff that you're holding in, that you're resisting, is causing this tension in your life that is keeping you feeling stuck and you're not moving. So you feel like a tree and you can't move. You're like, why do I feel so stuck? It's because the thoughts are stuck and you're so afraid of them coming up. So then if they come up even to the surface just a little bit, that's when it's time to buffer. 
and I did a previous podcast about buffering, when you try to get space between you and that emotion that you're pushing down so hard. And like Tony Robbins says, what we resist will only persist. It's that effort that you have to have of holding down the beach ball underneath water or holding in a burp or holding in a sneeze. That takes more effort than actually feeling the feeling and let it coming up to the surface. Some of us were never taught this as kids, so it's going to feel new and it's going to feel foreign. And guess who's not going to be a big fan of this? That would be the brain because it likes holding it all in. But I want to reassure you that the more you let it out in a thought download, the lighter you will feel because then you can get a handle on what's going on in your brain. It's kind of like this weekend I cleaned out my closet and my closet, you know, I love this analogy because when you pull everything out, then you can kind of see like, oh, I don't need all this in there or I need all this. It just needs to be put back in a more organized way. Or I cleaned out underneath my sink. The underneath my sink in my bathroom was causing me so much agita and I didn't even know it. Until afterwards, I pulled it all out. I had three bags, one for garbage, one for giveaway, and one for going back underneath. Most of it was giveaway and going in the garbage. Old Q-tips, lipstick that was melted. I couldn't even roll it up. It was all janked up. And then when I saw it all, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't need all this. But then I would find things. I'm like, oh, I've been looking for this eyeliner. I thought I got rid of it. Or I would find a whole box of Q-tips when I thought we were out of Q-tips. And so I pulled everything out. I got a look at it and then I could put it back in with consciousness. Same thing with my nightstand table. I used it every single night and I couldn't even close my nightstand table because it was just so filled with stuff. I don't even know what was in there. So I literally pulled it off its track and I dumped it on the floor And I could not believe how many earplugs I had. I probably had 150 earplugs. I'm not even joking. Had no idea. If I was at the store, I'd probably think, I probably need some earplugs. I had lotions and eye creams and lip glosses that were old and rotted. Chapstick that I needed. And so I made three piles again. Keep, donate, garbage. So that's creating consciousness around my drawer, my closet, and underneath my sink. And now every time I go underneath my sink, I feel a little bit lighter, a little bit easier. Same thing with my nightstand. It actually makes me smile every time I go to put the remote in the nightstand or put my chapstick back in. the. I couldn't believe how much chapstick I had. I probably had 17 tubes of chapstick and every different flavor. I had Burt's Bees. I had some from Walmart. I had every single brand known to possible. Because I have this fear that I'm going to run out of chapstick. So I literally have it in every nook and cranny in my nightstand and underneath my sink. I had them in pockets of my pants in my closet. So because we know our minds are the most powerful tool we have and we can learn how to use it wisely and not let it use us the way it wants to. So when you do a thought download, it's kind of like you're interviewing yourself. What are my thoughts? What's going on? What's causing emotion? I don't want to use any feeling words. I want you to use all factual words. And I don't want you to guilt or shame and then think, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm having all these thoughts. Remember, 80% of them will be going from the garbage. They're nonsensical. And most of them will be coming from a place of, I'm not good enough. I don't want to mess this up. I'm not a good enough wife. I'm not a good enough leader. I'm not a good enough mom. 
or guilt will come up. Instead of saying, I feel guilty, create the thought that came before the feeling of guilt. My kids need me more than I can be there for them. That is a thought that creates guilt. A lot of times, a lot of clients that I work with, they are constantly saying to themselves, I just can't mess this up, Kelly. This is the one job. This is the most important job. I can't mess this up. And this is what drove me for many years. I had this unconscious thought going on for years because we suffered from infertility for so many years. And it was always my fault that we couldn't get pregnant. So once the baby came, it was like, well, that was my fault. But I bet you, Bippy, I'm not going to mess this up. So it was like this little whisper. You can't mess this up. You can't mess this up. And imagine if Tiger Woods was playing in the Masters and you go whisper to him and say, you can't mess this up. You can't mess this up. Guess what he's probably going to do? He's going to mess it up. Because parenting from that pressured place, number one, is no fun. Oh, that rhymed. And number two put so much pressure that what are you going to use as your barometer for how you're doing? The child. And that's not their job to make us feel like we're good enough or we're messing it up or not messing it up. I want you to be brutally honest with yourself so you can get some distance around your thoughts. When I'm working with clients, here are some things that come up for them. Again, no shame, no guilt, no judgment even. Just sentences that are flying around your brain, just like all those earplugs that were flying around my nightstand. You just put them on paper. I like to type them out. I put them in Excel. Some people like to write them. Get your favorite pen. Some people like to use pencil. Some people like to use Word. It doesn't matter. There's no right way. Just get it all out. So then you can see that they are sentences and then they are just words And they are just letters strung together. And then the stories we put around them, we can get some handle on. Here are some things that came up in thought downloads that I've done and also with my clients. I resent my child. I don't like my child. My house is a disaster. My child is annoying. My child is strong-willed. I resent my child. I'm very fat. She's been a problem since birth. I'm a procrastinator. My child's disorganized. I don't like my child's father. Being pregnant is awful. This baby is going to ruin my life. I have no time for myself anymore. Their crying is torture to me. They never stop crying. I'm feeling like a failure. My child is a brat. I resent my child. I can't stand my kids sometimes. My child is so naughty. My child is so needy. My child never listens. So you get all that out on paper with no judgment, no shame. And you just realize like, huh, those are just some sentences that are flying around in my brain. Look at the sentences. You look at the words. You look at the string of letters with compassion, with curiosity. I wonder where that came from. This is how I realized how much parenting from fear I was doing because I didn't even know that I was thinking over and over and over, I can't mess this up. I also had the unconscious thought floating around. I have to be just like my parents. I also had the thought flowing around that Lily always had to include Grady because I was the youngest of three and I always wanted to feel included. I also had the thought floating around about the children that I worked with in the school that were having so many problems 
unconsciously, I was thinking, I can never raise a child like that. I can never raise a child who stresses out the teacher as much as this child is stressing me out. That was all unconscious. It was all old thinking. And so when I was able to write it all down and see it on paper, it was almost like I was in a, I was in a helicopter and I was the watcher of my thoughts, but I wasn't my thoughts. None of those thoughts are fact because I work with weight loss clients all the time and their dream size is a size 12. Then I'll work with another client and their dream size is a size six. And then I'll work with another client who's a size eight and they want to be a size 10. So there is no fact. It's all just sentences. They're just words in your brain. A lot of times clients will have these same type of thoughts about their spouse. So then they enter in that relationship with their spouse, focusing on the 80% of the part of the spouse that they don't like. And so they wonder why there's distance because the spouse picks up on that energy. And kids pick up on this too. They know if mom and dad love them. And I think most kids know that at their core, but they also want to know that mom and dad like them. Because we are showing them what love feels like. So if we're yelling and screaming and spanking, then they're going to associate loving equals yelling and screaming and spanking. So then they grow up and they find relationships that are familiar with. There's lots of yelling. There's lots of spanking. Could look like swatting when they're older. Could like a slap across the face or a punch in the arm when they're older. Because we are teaching them the definition of love in the way that we teach them. So it's important to know what's swirling around up there. And remember, 80% of the thoughts are going to be negative. So you want to get them all out so you can see them. I have these same thoughts too. There's nothing wrong with them. You can get some authority over it because then you're removed from it. And you realize you're not your thoughts. And then I encourage clients to have a bridge thought between you don't want to actually lie to your brain because if you go from the, if you are a, if you're a hundred pounds overweight and you are constantly telling yourself, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And then you go to, I'm a size two. I'm the most amazing, beautiful human. Your brain is going to call BS and be like, I don't know about that. That's too big of a leap. So that's where you go into having bridge thoughts or ladder thoughts. Instead of saying, I am fat, just say, I have a body. I have a body that is healthy. I have a body that's not in a wheelchair. I have a body that is able. Do you see how that's different? Then you can kind of settle in and into it and leapfrog to wherever you want to go because you have consciousness around it and you have authority over your thoughts versus your thoughts having authority over you. Because a lot of times we give all of our emotional responsibility to people and experiences outside of us, like our spouse and kids. They get a lot of it. Like it's their fault for our feelings, but we have to remember there's thoughts in between what they do and how we feel. And those thoughts are what we can control. So that's why I help clients say, instead of they're giving me a hard time, they're having a hard time. Or my child, instead of saying my child is a brat, my child is a child of God. My child is struggling. How is this language? How is this behavior a language to me? When you get curious and compassionate about those thoughts and you don't get stuck in judgment, then you can play with them and manipulate them a little bit without having to change any human in your life and create consciousness around it where you're not 
just defaulting to the 95% of your thinking. You don't just all of a sudden automatically arrive in a room and not know how you got there. You get there through consciousness. And consciousness is a really fancy word for awareness. And doing a thought download every single day will give you that authority. It's kind of like when I was having problems with my computer, I couldn't figure it out. I would open up my computer. I would shut it down every night like I was supposed to. And I'd open it up the next morning and everything would open up. It was like seven different Word documents that I had worked on the previous day. All these different internet sites that I had opened the previous day. Excel did the same thing. It's like, what is going on? I called Apple. I'm like, I, I feel like I have enough memory. I have enough storage, but my computer keeps giving me the rainbow wheel and everything is opening up when I open the computer. And they said, when you're shutting down the computer, are you checking the box that says reopen windows when logging back in? I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she, by golly, she showed me when I went to shut down, there's a little box, which I think I might make. I'm going to include this in our show notes. It says, are you sure you want to shut down your computer now? If you do nothing, the computer will shut down automatically in 39 seconds, 36, 35, 35. And then there's a little box there that says, you can check it or uncheck it. It says, reopen windows when logging back in. And what I was doing is that box was checked. And so when I was starting my computer back up, I was bringing all the old stuff from the previous day and it was all clogging up my system. And I didn't even know that it was doing that and working in the background. So my computer was actually working really slow and I was getting the rainbow wheel. It started to purr, like the fan started turning on. She had me check off that box and I unchecked it. Since I unchecked that box, my computer has been working seamlessly because nothing's working in the background. And this is what a thought download does to your day. Because I like to do the thought downloads in the morning. Whenever I'm waking up in the morning, that's when the unconscious brain is the softest. It's the most malleable. It's like Play-Doh. It's really super soft. So I wake up and I use the acronym KALE as I'm just rolling around waking up. Instead of thinking of all the things, I don't check my phone. I don't step on the scale. I'm like, okay, unconscious brain, this is when we're going to work together. So I use the word acronym KALE, K-A-L-E. This came up to me. This came up for me when I was doing think time one time. So I just wake up and I'm like, kind, abundant, loving, energy, kind, abundant, loving energy. I say it over and over. And if I can't remember, or I'm, I'll just say kale, kale. It sounds silly, but it's a great way to start the day. And then when I sat down at my computer a couple hours later, because I like to do all of my mind management stuff before I even look at an email, log into anything, you have to log into your heart first before you can log into Facebook, social media. I know it's hard to do, but this will change your life dramatically. And so when I finally sit down on the computer, before I've checked into anywhere else, I have to check into my heart. What's going on in my brain? And then I'll just do five to 10 minutes, quick download of all the thoughts, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones right in between. I'm like, huh, there's a lot of judgment going on there. It could be of my kids. It could be of David. It could be of myself. It could be of my house. It could be of my worthiness or my value. And I'm just like, huh. I didn't even know that was swirling around in there, just like my earplugs, all those chapsticks. I had no idea I had that many. And so I don't beat myself up for, I'm like, huh, you're so interesting brain. I love the way you work. And then I'm not pushing it away. And I just understand that it's there. And then I can choose with consciousness, the thoughts that I do want to think. Like I'm a child of God. My children are children of God. 
David is a child of God. As Grady would say, he's a grown-up of God. Kale, kind, abundant, loving, energy. That's what I want to bring into all of the relationships within the home with Maggie, with David, with Lily, with Grady. Because if I can do it with the most vulnerable relationships in my life and with myself, then I can do it outside my four walls like cakewalk. It's so much easier, but it has to start with you first. The relationship with myself first, I fill my own cup up first, then I have lots to pour into all the other people. And then if they make a deposit, that's extra credit because I'm taking care of my side of the street and they're taking care of their side of the street. So when you do a thought download, you clear your mind. It's like checking, unchecking that box from my computer. And then when you start your day, you can see what was there from the previous day. And then you can add on to it, the good and the bad. And you don't see it as good and bad. You just see it as neutral. They're just sentences. They're just letters strung together. And this, my friend, will clear your mind. And then you can go into your relationship without Samsonite luggage, with a clear mind, just like those teachers used to leave my office and say, thank you, Kelly. I feel so much better. You will feel better. You will feel lighter. And you will have authority and consciousness over your thoughts instead of your thoughts having authority over you. I'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas. Thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was. What was that lightning bolt resonating moment while you were listening? I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.